Ladies and gentlemen, we have a ton to talk about today, but first off, welcome back to another episode of the Ticket Stub Podcast. Last night concluded March Madness, the end of the national championship. It was a, um, what's a good way to say it? Unexpected ending, as I would say. Um, really an unexpected game from beginning to end. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. Um, some unexpected trades going on there. And then we'll talk about the Atlanta Falcons and how they are shopping the fourth overall pick and what they could be searching for. Um, honestly, I don't know how much we'll get into that, but they're shopping the fourth overall pick, which means they probably are not going to be looking for a quarterback. Anyway, we now have today's sports hypothetical. This one is a uh, big brain. This one requires a lot of thinking. Um, So here it is. Would you rather, and I'm using these two people as just strict examples. This is an NFL one. Would you rather have a career like Nick Foles, an average career, but win a Super Bowl and be the hero of your city, or be a guy like Adrian Peterson who doesn't win a Super Bowl, plenty of yearly awards, gets plenty of money, but again, never wins a Super Bowl? David Tyree and Calvin Johnson could be another great example of that, and this one this sports hypothetical comes from my fantasy guy on TikTok. Gotta give him a shout out. Um, these sports hypotheticals are very good. I was actually going to think of one just like this. His was just a little bit more polished than mine. So um, that's one to think about. I'll give you my thought and my opinion right after this. Again, huge thank you to Anchor for sponsoring today's episode. Now, my opinion, would I rather have a career like Nick Foles or a career like Adrian Peterson? All right. So, breaking this down is going to be a little bit tough. Nick Foles is somebody, you could also use David Tyree. I'll probably use David Tyree. Um, not as well known of a receiver. I think he made a Pro Bowl like once. He doesn't, he didn't really do anything. He just made one unbelievable catch that led to them making a super, winning a Super Bowl. Um, that in itself would be amazing, except that that is all I would be known for. Rather, you have a guy like Calvin Johnson who never won a Super Bowl, is known for a whole bunch of different things, and is now a Hall of Famer. This same thing goes for Nick Foles and Adrian Peterson. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, hero of a city, but will never make the Hall of Fame. Adrian Peterson won so many other things, gets paid a ton of money, and is 100% going to make the Hall of Fame. So, in my opinion, it's got to be win other rewards other than a Super Bowl, get paid a ton of money, 
and being in the Hall of Fame. I think at the end of the day, being in the Hall of Fame is better than winning a Super Bowl. That could be a little bit of a rough... That could be a little bit of a rough opinion. I get it. But I think the honor is better if you win... As a, uh, if you're in the Hall of Fame than if you win a Super Bowl. Because if you go up to Barry Sanders or something like that, you're going to be like, oh, Barry Sanders, you never won a Super Bowl. You don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. No, you're going to say, Barry Sanders, you're amazing. So glad you're a Hall of Famer. You deserve it. Whether you go up to somebody like Tom Brady, you're like, oh my gosh, you've won seven Super Bowls. And then you get in the Hall of Fame. It's that kind of thing. So I feel like the recognition for the Hall of Fame is a little bit more than a number amount of Super Bowls. Granted, in Tom Brady's case, he's won seven. So I, even if I met Tom Brady on the street, I would be like, oh my gosh, seven Super Bowls. But um, yeah, that's a little, um, that's a little bit of a, a thinker. You know, you got to kind of use all, all of your brain cells for that one. Because um, yeah, it's just a very, very interesting sports hypothetical. Now, um, while we're on the topic of football, I think we might as well just go over what happened yesterday with the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold. This is actually a huge trade. Um... I did not see this coming. Sam Darnold is not somebody I would have expected the Panthers to go after. Um, But they're basically giving the Jets a 2021 sixth and a second for a and fourth round picks in 2022. So they're giving them a 2021 sixth and a 2021 second and a fourth round pick. And it looks like a couple fourth round picks in 2022 for Sam Darnold. Uh, Panthers get nothing else in the Jets. That is interesting. Because now you have a quality quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and I really feel bad for Teddy Bridgewater in this situation. I've, I'm coming off of a really good season. My best career season. Um, and then management goes out and trades for a quarterback that is basically my replacement now we don't know if sam darnold will get the starting job over teddy bridgewater or even if teddy bridgewater is gonna stay where teddy bridgewater would go i don't really know i i feel like Almost any team would be passing on Teddy Bridgewater at this point in his career. I mean, the Jets could do another trade and get Teddy Bridgewater. They could trade all of those picks back and get Teddy Bridgewater. And it'll just be like a quarterback swap. Um, I could see someone like the 49ers possibly trading for Teddy Bridgewater, but not giving up so much. You know what I mean? And I also don't see the 49ers taking that third overall pick. I see them definitely trading down and getting somebody that is a lot higher of a profile that I think would fit their program and all of their um, schemes better. 
So I don't think that the 49ers take the third overall pick. Um, I do not think that Teddy Bridgewater stays in Carolina. I think Sam Darnold will be the new face of Carolina. Um, they might keep Teddy Bridgewater around, but I think that they would just cut him at this point. I think they just release him. Um, let him do what he needs to do. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I honestly don't know what's going to happen to Teddy B. Uh, I really feel bad for him because he's a great quarterback. Uh, he deserves more than what he's getting right now. I feel like the Panthers are just treating him like dirt. So I think that Teddy B probably is going to end up being a backup again. Um, a team that might bring him in. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons might bring him in. Um, because Matt Ryan does get hurt a little bit, but I think the 49ers is a really are a really good fit for him. Just being the reason of I don't think they're gonna take the pick, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not an answer. Teddy Bridgewater is a good bridge. Granted, granted, so here is the other thing. The Panthers did kind of bring him in as a bridge, but he ended up playing higher than the standards that they were expecting. So, you know, I think Teddy Bridgewater is feeling a little bit salty right now because he said, well, I played really well this past season and um, now I'm just going to be cut and traded away. So I I personally feel like Teddy Bridgewater is being dissed. Um, I feel like getting Sam Darnold, who is not better than Teddy Bridgewater, um, yeah, if I had to pick a quarterback, Sam Darnold or Teddy B, I'm taking Teddy B. Even with the age, uh, I'm taking Teddy B. So that is just my opinion. I don't think that the Panthers had to give up a second round pick to get Sam Darnold. Um, but yeah. Uh, another news yesterday, the Lions signed former Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar to a one-year deal. Um, as far as free agents go, Richard Sherman and Clowney are still two of the biggest named free agents that have not been offered a contract yet. Um, I think Clowney will probably, they'll probably wait to give Clowney a contract or a team will probably wait to give Clowney a contract until the end of the, uh, free agency and basically the first the start of the draft. Um, so that is that. Now, moving on to basketball. Of course, last night was the national championship, Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, but before we get to that, North Carolina hired um, Hubert Davis as its next head coach. Don't know much about Hubert Davis. Um, I know that he is he's a pretty decent coach. Um <laughs> That's about all I know about Hubert Davis. Uh, I, I believe he was a he was a coach before. Um, I probably should have done a little bit more research on Hubert Davis, but I um, I'm glad that North Carolina found somebody very fast. Um, and yeah, that's that. Now moving on to the national championship: Baylor versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga never leads. And ends up losing to the Baylor Bears, 86 to 70. Uh, their undefeated season comes to an end. Baylor told, tells them the to hard stop. You know, 
Jared Butler for Baylor had just an amazing night last night. He was so exciting to watch. 22 points, 6 for 14. Um, Mark Vital had a lot of rebounds. He had 11 rebounds total. Jared Butler had 7 assists. Uh, Gonzaga, don't leave them out. Uh, Jalen Suggs had 22 points. Drew Teme had 5 rebounds. And Andrew Nembard had 4 assists. Baylor never led. I mean, Gonzaga never led. The beginning of the first quarter, it was first half, it was 16 to 4. Um, Baylor was just dominating them. Gonzaga could not play defense for the life of them. Um, I don't think that I think personally, if UCLA were to have won. I think UCLA would have been able to contain Baylor better than Gonzaga did. I don't think that they would have been able to score as many points as Baylor, but I think that they would have been able to slow them down a little bit and not let Baylor put up 86 points. Uh, granted, Baylor is like <laughs> three-point shooting. That's kind of what they they did in the playoffs. Um, granted, against that Villanova team, they had a little bit of a struggle. But... Um, Baylor just put up a great game. They were just shooting at will. They were making the shots. Davion Mitchell was amazing last night. Um, Jalen Suggs played great. Drew Teme played great. You know, you can't take away from the Gonzaga players. They they played really well. It's just they were not able to stop Baylor. They didn't play any perimeter defense. Um, and they were in Baylor they were just shooting and double contested. There were two guys in his face um, and they were still making every shot. It's just, it was just insane to watch it is a definitely a great game. Um, if you don't like Gonzaga personally, I wasn't too much of a fan of Gonzaga. So yeah, that is that. But um, in the women's tournament, Stanford beat uh, Arizona. We have to you know, touch on that one a little bit. Um, yeah, the women's tournament was interesting too. Uh, obviously, that was um, Sunday night. I believe the final score was 55-54. to 54, Stanford with the win. Congrats to them. I think it's like one of their only times winning the tournament. So, um, obviously, that was... It was a great game. I didn't get to watch. I didn't get to watch very much of that one, but um, it seemed like it was a a very great game. Um, yeah, personally, personally, I just thought that the game last night, Baylor, Baylor just showed no remorse, um, and that's kind of like what I like to say, uh, like to see. Sorry like to see from from college basketball is no remorse and um i just like to see teams go at it and keep keep putting them down and scoring that kind of thing so yeah that is that we have um we have all about about all of that right now there is an article that i will read to you right now about teddy bridgewater and what he he talks about his um, he he talks about his his future. Um, 
let me read some of these. Let me read some of the highlights from this article. Uh, Carolina Panthers reportedly informed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater that he can make a contract with other teams to help facilitate a trade after the team acquired Sam Darnold from the Jets yesterday, Monday. Ian Rappaport on the NFL Network reported Tuesday that Panthers are open to keeping Bridgewater but want to give him a chance to explore other potential opportunities. Carolina signed Bridgewater to a three-year, $63 million contract last March. That's another reason why I'm not sure he, you know, was a bridge quarterback. That's the other thing. The former Minnesota Vikings starter had shown promising signs during a five-game stint of the New Orleans Saints starter in 2019 while filling in for the injured Drew Brees. We know about all this. Um, Bridgewater didn't play poorly. He is now 28. Miami native. He's 28 year old Miami native, ranked 17th in ESPN's total QBR, 64.2, and received a mediocre 66 overall grade by PFF. By comparison, Donald is ranked 33rd in total QBR and earned a 58.4 PFF grade. So that is that this is also coming from matt rule teddy is a tremendous professional and a tremendous person um so i can't speak for him but i think that he's controlling what he can control he's having a great off season i'm sure i can't wait to get him back here i think he's determined to play his best football next year so it kind of sounds like they brought in sam donald as motivation for teddy bridgewater almost to play better next year. That's kind of what I'm getting from Matt Roll um, on the interview. Interesting. Bridgewater may not generate a lot of interest right away as quarterback needy teams are early currently are currently uh, fighting for their top a position atop the 2021 NFL draft with the San Francisco 49ers already training up to number three and more and more moves likely to come up leading to the April 29th event. Um, speaking of that, I will be giving my full draft class board, um, soon, probably a couple days before we get there. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the draft. I'll be giving my whole first round analysis. Um, so I'm excited, but, uh, at the same time, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, Nervous to go, you know, to show off my picks because I don't know that they're necessarily the best. Um, I don't want to be one of those CBS sports guys who has awful picks, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, hopefully my draft class is a little bit, you know, similar to what you've been seeing, uh, what you've been seeing. So, um, that is that. And now we move on to the Atlanta Falcons and their fourth overall pick thing. Um, the Atlanta Falcons reportedly are not ruling out the possibility of trading the fourth overall pick. Um, Adam Schefter reports that multiple teams have reached out to Atlanta in interest to trading for their pick. And the Falcons are open to moving out of number four. Um, the Falcons were not expected to make a run at the first overall pick and believed to be taking a the Jets believed to be taking a quarterback at number two after trading Sam Darnold. I think that is a, definitely a lock. I think Zach Wilson is definitely a lock for number two right now. 
Um, San Francisco moved up to number three with a trade with the Miami Dolphins. Um, I would not rule out the fact that the 49ers could also take a quarterback. I just don't know who they would take. Um, I think it's either going to be like Trey Lance. I don't think they take Mac Jones at number three. Um, although Mac Jones does look really good. I don't honestly know where Mac Jones lands. I could see Mac Jones ending up with the Patriots. I know I say the Patriots end up with everybody, but this position, now the Lions and the, um, who else? The Lions and the Vikings, I believe, are now looking to trade out of positions. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to come in the next couple days. I will be sure to keep you guys all posted. Um, be sure to tune in tomorrow for a, a uh, another great episode of the podcast. Uh, another sports hypothetical tomorrow. Can't wait. We'll be right. Uh, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. To- <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Peace out.